Now, I know you're skeptical right now, but you need to know that it contains ancient holy oils. Oh, not just holy oils, but ancient, ancient. holy oils. Yeah. yeah, it's a custom synergistic blend that contains the most powerful energy clearing and boosting oils known in aromatherapy. A potent combination of ancient holy oils. Why do they have to put ancient holy in quotation marks? Probably because they're neither ancient nor holy. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to another episode of Reason to Doubt. Today, we are going to be talking about essential oils and the claims that they've made uh, both recently and in the more distant past about their health benefits. We're going to examine them um, and see if they stand up to scrutiny and kind of dive into the psychology that goes behind it. But before we get into that, uh, there today's episode is brought to you by the questionable cause fallacy. <laughs> what is the questionable cause fallacy, Jordan? I'm glad you asked, Jared. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the questionable cause fallacy, um, it's a fallacy that occurs um, when a causal connection is assumed without proof of that connection. One common example would be uh, correlation, which doesn't equal causation. Right. If you wear your lucky socks and hit a home run, and therefore you wear those lucky socks all the time. Right. Um, or you took this sugar pill and felt super great afterwards, therefore the sugar pill is what caused you to feel better. It's basically assuming the cause of a phenomenon without sufficient proof that one thing caused the other. Right. And this comes up a lot in when people give explanations for things or they're giving reasoning behind why they believe something to be true or false. Um, for instance, uh, from my own experience, I took this home remedy and I felt great ever since. Therefore, it works. Right. Or every time I bet on black and at the casino, I always win money. Well, right. Therefore you should always bet on black. Yeah. But everybody knows that anyway. So, I mean. yeah, I mean, obviously why would you bet on red like a loser? But, uh, so just keep that fallacy in the back of your mind as we go through today's episode. It uh, may so come up later. It, it might. I mean, we didn't arrange it beforehand, but you know, possible. So, uh, this episode was inspired by some um, encounters that you had at your uh, work, right, with one of your coworkers. Well, actually, it wasn't so it wasn't one of my coworkers, but we I work in a building like complex, so there's like four floors, and on each floor there's different businesses and stuff. But out in the parking lot every day, I walk past this car, and uh, it has like stickers all over it, and she's a member of um, one of these uh, multi-level marketing companies that sell essential oils. And she has a sticker on her car that says, I have an oil for that, implying that whatever it is you need, she has an oil for it. And I uh, actually walked past her going up the elevator uh, to my floor. And she was telling me that she had this uh, this essential oil that you know would protect me from coronavirus. Uh, and this was before the ban started happening. And the governor here in Virginia said, you know, stay at home, all this stuff. So this was right at the beginning, but uh, she was trying to sell me this stuff. So I went up to work and I told my coworker and I work in the health industry. So I told my coworker that this lady down on the third floor was selling, trying to sell me essential oils to uh, protect me from the coronavirus. 
So, and that, that, so I was like, Oh my gosh, this is great. So we looked it up and apparently there are, there, at the time there was lots of companies out there and a lot of people making claims about, you know, essential oils being able to either cure or protect you from the coronavirus. So, so you, you took her up on it, took the oil and you're virus free. Therefore, therefore, uh, correlation causation. Done. Yeah. No, I, I didn't take her up on it, but, uh, well then how do you know? Uh, so, uh, you might be wondering what is an essential oil. Most people probably heard the term, but maybe haven't looked into it. So, uh, basically an essential oil is a concentrated form of an oil or essence from some kind of plant, uh, commonly citruses like lemons or oranges, uh, some flowers like lavender. Uh, even, yeah. Like lavender, some herbs like rosemary. Uh, there's different methods for extracting it. You, know, you can basically cold press it or whatever, but, um, at the end of the day, they do some kind of process with these natural plants to get some nice smelling stuff uh, that is the essence of the plant, the essential oil. And the whole idea about behind this is the fact that plants have this natural defense uh, mechanisms to help, you know, whether it's predators or whether it's pe- bugs that are going to eat the plants, like they give off these properties or their healing properties for themselves. And so people who use essential oils believe that by super concentrating these essences they can give us beneficial properties which may or may not be the case i mean aspirin is essentially a you know concentrated form of tree bark right from the willow tree yeah so yeah and obviously they didn't they missed the day on homeopathy school where like you they, they're going the wrong way you have to yeah. dilute it not yeah you know, concentrate yeah dilute it yes yeah. yeah so it's like anti-homeopathy anti yeah yeah, but but the whole but the idea of getting medicinal properties from a from a plant is not necessarily bad, right? It's not it's not implausible yeah. in and of itself. Um, so we've looked into some of these claims, and they kind of fall into um, three broad categories. You've got um, some mild claims, and this is even more prevalent now that the FDA has started to crack down on it. Um, so, for example. If you and look. this is in regard to coronavirus specifically, or uh, these are just like on the benefits of essential oils. Okay, just want to make sure. Yeah. Um. So, for example, you have a couple YouTubers like Yin from Craftivity, uh, who talks to her customers about essential oils. Hey everyone, this is Yin from Craftivity. I want to talk to you about essential oils. A lot of people are coming in because of the coronavirus and they think that essential oils can actually help them, protect them against the coronavirus. But nobody knows the effects of it against the coronavirus. So if you're buying the essential oil, please make this informed decision. This is Dr. Hill from Dutera. They're a company that sells essential oils. Hi, everyone. It's Dr. Hill. I'm really happy to be with you. I'm working in my office today, as you can see. And I wanted to have a few minutes with you where I could talk with you about how your body protects itself. Of course, the immune system. And so if we talk about your body's protective systems, we know that one of the key elements is that having adequate amounts of rest. And when we talk about rest, we can expand that and we can not just in include the amount of sleep that we're getting, but the amount of stress that we deal with on a regular basis, our body's ability to react and respond to that appropriately. 
I find that using the essential oils is a great way to help the body be at rest and to have adequate amounts of rest. So these are some clips from people who sell the oils who are telling you it doesn't, if there's no link that it, it, it cures COVID-19 or helps protect against that, but it makes you relaxed or makes you feel better or, quote, sanitizes the air. Um, and this is common that they've kind of scaled back on those larger claims. And some of them are seem pretty plausible if you go to uh, the Mayo Clinic and Johns Hopkins both have articles on it that basically say the oils are they smell nice and they're relaxing to some people. They help reduce stress. And if you're less stressed, that's can only be good yeah. for you. They have, they have therapeutic properties, much like if you were to light a candle and do some meditation. Right. Then, um, well, I think we should clarify too because you brought up the FDA uh, doing crackdowns, and the reason that we said that was because shortly. I think it was April 1st or 2nd, the FDA started sending out these warnings to these online retailers and online um, MLMs, so multi-level marketing companies, who were making claims about coronavirus and specifically that their essential oils could could cure you or protect you from the coronavirus, uh, much like this woman in my uh, work complex had said. And so the FDA got a hold of this and started sending out these warnings to these companies because they were making much more uh, moderate to, you know, claims about the, the, uh, the abilities of these essential oils. Mm-hmm. So that brings us to some of the other claims they're making, which are more misleading um, that don't have any evidence or plausibility behind them. Um, the There's a, they're like snake oil in that it, it cures everything. So yeah. if you can think of a condition, they've got an oil for it. Um, but you can see some good examples of it. Um, we'll go into pure plant essentials in a minute. But if you want to see an example of this, actually in a peer-reviewed journal. So the Asian Pacific Journal of Tropical Biomedicine, which is a journal in the master journals list. It appears to be legitimate. This was published in 2015 essential oils used in aromatherapy a systemic review and it is positively glowing with the benefits of essential oils Um, it's pretty long but if we just focus on one of them on the eucalyptus tree this thing uh, it helps boost the immune system it grants it gives immunity against measles flu cold and chicken pox Uh, it helps against throat infections coughs bronchitis asthma uh, sinusi- sinusitis, skin problems, wounds, cuts, burns, herpes, lice, insects. In- it's an insect repellent. Like, oh, and if you've got arthritis, muscle joint, pains, ate like everything. Did you say this- herpes? Because I might be needing some of that. Yes, this will cure that. <laughs> um, Just joking about that. I don't need that. And it says eucalyptus oil has demonstrated its antioxidant, anti inflammatory, anti-proliferative and antibacterial activities and researchers have proved its efficacy beyond doubt. Wow. That's pretty bold. That now, is very bold. Now, because this is a peer reviewed journal, um, were there citations to go along with these claims or? Yes. For that uh, whole list of uh, benefits, there were three sources that they cited. So I was looking at this paper. So I was trying to find out what the research says 
in terms of like what are its what are essential oils like actual benefits what mm -hmm. what benefit have they been shown to have in the lab and this paper took me back a little bit it's way more like uh positive than you thought maybe yeah, way more positive not just than i thought but you don't usually hear this kind of language in a peer-reviewed paper mm -hmm. they tend to be a lot more they usually hedge their bets a little bit and yeah uh, so I was like, okay, well, let me check out these sources. Let me, let me just dig a little deeper. Uh, the first source is the Aromatherapy Massage Book, uh, published in 1995. I was like, that doesn't sound particularly credible. All right. The next source uh, was actually a good one. Um, so we'll skip that. We'll come back to it. Uh, the last source was Immunomodifying and Antimicrobial Effects of Eucalyptus Oil and Simple Inhalation Devices. So I was like, okay published in the Alternative Medicine Review in 2010. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. If it's alternative... Yeah, well, to quote um, Tim Minchin, you know what they call alternative medicine that works? They call Me it medicine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the Alternative Medicine Review was a big air quotes peer-reviewed paper that went out of business like right after publishing this, actually, in 2010. Um, and is not needless to say, considered a reputable source. Mm -hmm. So now, they did have one solid reputable source. Uh, Antibacterial Activity of Essential Oils uh, by Spore et al. in uh, 2011. That one is in a respected journal. And in reading it, what they did was they took various uh, essential oils, made uh, what they call a broth with them, and tested their efficacy against several um, drug-resistant bacteria. Okay. And they were effective against some and not others. Some oils were better against some of them and whatever. So they kind of mixed things and they were like, here's some here's some possible avenues of, of research. But Which, even that doesn't really support all those other claims. That's like a few little benefits potentially. Yeah, absolutely not. Like it, yeah. it would potentially be useful against some infections maybe uh, maybe a disinfectant. It has some possible antibacterial properties, but that is a far cry from it treats all that ails you. You know, right? Well, one thing we should mention real quick because I think every episode we've had so far, we have touted peer-reviewed literature, peer-reviewed journals, and going to them as a good source. But this just goes to show you that not everything that makes it through peer review can be trusted. And that from a skeptic side, we should look at the peer review and examine the sources that are in those peer reviewed articles or journals themselves to make sure that they're credible. Yeah. Going through peer review is a quality check. It raises the overall level of reliability. Uh, but go making it through peer review is not a guarantee that it's correct. And um, even stuff that goes through peer review, you know, is later recanted or it's, uh, there are other peer-reviewed papers that tear into it. That's just the process of science. So, right. um, you don't want to just read the abstract and assume everything's right. And as a contrast to this, so if you want to check out that paper and see what a bad paper looks like, there's another paper that I found that's quite good, uh, kind of on, this, on a, the same topic. It is Essential Oils as Antimicrobial Agents, Myth or Real Alternative? Question mark By Winska et al., this one's in the paper in the journal Molecules, published just last year in 2019. And what they did is they went through, um, just like in the Pacific paper, they went through various essential oils, test their efficacy 
against different microbes and the reported on it. But you can, if you just read through it, you can already tell there's a very, it's a very different tone mm-hmm. because rather than saying, oh, it's good against aches, it's good lice, herpes, scratches, uh, they say things like, Peppermint essential oil exhibited high levels of viricidal activity against HSV-1 and HSV-2 in viral suspension tests. Both kinds of viruses were significantly inhibited where when herpes simplex virus was pretreated with the EO prior to absorption. And it goes on like that. That but again and again they talk about this specific oil was effective against these specific um viruses under these conditions it wasn't effective against these other kinds and different conditions very specific very um um not broad sweeping claims right very directed claims are backed up by their their data right and even those claims those conditions that they're citing aren't necessarily the fact that if you were to smell some essential oils is going to cure your herpes that's not what that's saying at all no what it's saying is that when they treated uh a specimen that had this virus a specific way using this oil, it had some effect in killing the virus. Right. Not the same as if you rub it all over yourself, it's going to kill everything. Um, Which could be a good time. You never know. It's like, I mean, maybe it'll feel great. So, and again, the, their sources are also from peer-reviewed sources, not from massage therapy handbooks. Right. Um, so that's that's an example of what a good paper looks like. So basically from the research, it seems that what's been actually demonstrated to be true is that the oils smell good. Some people find it relieves stress, which is good for you. Um, And in certain circumstances, some of them can have antimicrobial properties. Hmm. So, I mean, you know, it's good that that happens and all, but what I think what's interesting here is some of the claims that are being made. And I think we should take a little deep dive potentially into some of these claims um, if you want. Yeah, so let's start with what caused the crackdown. Um, the FDA, starting um, April 1st, and you can just Google essential oil FDA warnings, right. and you'll find letter after letter that the FDA sent to specific websites or companies saying, you made this claim, and they'll quote the thing. Uh, basically, you don't have the evidence to make this claim. Cease and desist, take it down, and here's a fine. Yeah. You know. And those... Usually those Google searches will take you directly to the FDA's government site where you can find the actual warnings and letters that were sent out to these companies. So, Right. So here's an example. April 1st, uh, 2020, uh, a letter was sent to Gaia's Whole Healing Essentials. And they say some examples on your website of claims that misleadingly represent your product are coronavirus using colloidal silver to boost your immune system. Colloidal silver is the key to protecting yourself from the coronavirus. Take it at least three times a day to keep your immune system fighting at its highest capacity. If you start showing symptoms, take it five times a day and it'll cure you basically. It's very specific claims and obviously no research to back them up at all. Right. So if you look around it, it's a little bit hard to find these very specific claims because there was just a huge rash of fines against them. Yeah. So we did a, the other night, Jordan and I spent quite a few minutes slash hours perusing the internet, looking for all of these, uh, these looking at all these sites to see if indeed they've been taken down and all of them had been taken down. Um, but, 
uh, we were able to find <laughs> some uh, some gems. Yeah. So this stuff is that wasn't we... related to Corona specifically. Right. And stuff so... that wasn't making specific like claims that you know the FDA had any concerns over, basically. Right. So our first category was kind of mild claims that are plausible and backed up by research. Um, now, in the more misleading claims, you had the very specific ones, coronavirus, for example. Uh, but another whole category is making up a problem and then selling you an oil to fix it. So if you're looking for a good time, to, a way to spend your Friday night, go to Pure Plant Essentials and just pick an oil at random yeah. and, so, and, and read about it. It's hilarious. And <laughs> I, I recommend you have a drink, too, if, if you like to drink, because it, it, makes it makes it more better or... Throw some essential oil in there. So, so here's <laughs> so, some of our favorites. Um, yeah. their, metro, uh, blah, blah, blah. their mercury retrograde formula for the low price of $15. Wait, it's on sale though. It was it, it is on sale. Yeah. Yes, it was $29.95. It's five, five stars. Yeah. Half price. Both reviewers gave it five stars. Uh, it's a fantastic anti why can't I say that? An anti-mercury retrograde oil. Uh, Yasmin Boland used it, and she had great mercury retrograde. You know, Jordan, this this last week I was like, man, my mercury retrograde is not going so hot. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, could, if I had a way to help with my mercury retrograde, if I had a dime for every time my mercury <laughs> didn't retrograde right, uh, yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, it's a custom synergistic blend of all these holy oils. Um, so your mercury will retrograde the way it's supposed to. How is it supposed to? That's a great question. They don't say. I guess they assume you know. So here, here's some benefits, just so, in case you're wondering. In case you, you're interested in buying some mercury retrograde oil, it helps prevent and cure negative effects of a mercury retrograde. Helps your mind to relax and shift into a more intuitive perspective. I mean, that, that could be legit. Like if you are using this and it smells good and you get some sure. meditative therapeutic, sure. Helps you improve the quality of your inner relationship with life. Helps you relax and make unnecessary adjustments or changes. So, I mean, some of those things are fine, but what the hell is mercury retrograde? Well, what it actually is, is mercury orbits the sun faster than Earth does. So... um relative to earth it can look like it's moving it's orbiting backwards kind of like how you know like when the wheel's spinning really fast right right, like right. It's spinning backwards yeah kind of it, it it's nothing it's what it is it's, it's it's absolutely nothing it has nothing to do with anything uh but they attribute flights getting delayed long lines at the airport it's, it's just <laughs> i'm not sure what the, the orbit of mercury has to do with anything but They've, but they have an oil for it. Whatever it is, they've got an oil for it. Uh, another <laughs> thing that I had never personally thought about was uh, clearing my blocked energy. But fortunately, I do that every morning after my coffee. So <laughs> They've got the energy clearing formula. Uh, so here's some of the great things that it can do for you. Um, it helps clear away negative energy. Uh, boost your energy naturally. Helpful for stopping the attack of bad vibes. You know, that's good because we don't cleanses. It cleanses your aura. Oh, it also helps clear the atmosphere in a room. That atmosphere gone. (laughs) 
Um, I don't know. The atmosphere in my room the other night was getting kind of bad, so I would have, you know. Now, I know you're skeptical right now, but you need to know that it contains ancient holy oils. Oh, not just holy oils, but ancient ancient. holy oils. Yeah. Yeah. It's a custom synergistic blend that contains the most powerful energy clearing and boosting oils known in aromatherapy, a potent combination of ancient holy oils. Why do they have to put ancient holy in quotation marks? Probably because they're neither ancient nor holy. Hmm. Well, what what about holy oils in general, though? Like, maybe they could be used for some religious purposes? I don't know. Have you ever thought to yourself, boy, it would be sure nice to have the uh, Archangel Gabriel here today? Actually, a well, couple of times, but... If you've ever thought that, have I got an oil for you? The Angel Therapy Gabriel, God is my strength, which literally summons the angel of mercy and compassion to your side. <laughs> and that only costs sixteen ninety five. That's a good it's, deal. Yeah, you are getting a nigh, a, a nigh uh, infinitely powerful holy being called to your side for the low, low price of $16.95. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's yeah. funny. The benefits. Angel of mercy and compassion. It's right there. It's like supports your communication and work as a messenger. Protects parents and children. So these are these are crazy claims, man. Like it, like even even if you believe that the angel Gabriel is a real guy and like actually does things for, for God or whatever, like who who would believe that he's like, ah, oh, damn it, another person used the gate. Why did I give them the formula for the Gabriel oil? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's, it's so funny. Oh, man. Oh, they've got Michael Angel. Oh, dude, if Gabriel wasn't good enough, if he's not doing it for you, don't worry. Michael's on tap, too. <laughs> <laughs> what, what if you do them at the same time? Like. Did Michael, Michael and Gabriel like get in a fight? Like it's the Michael Angel Therapy. Ho, that's a lot of O's. Ho o po no, ho o pa no pa no. I think it's Hawaiian. The forgiveness bundle. Be free of heavy burdens from your past and cleanse your ancestral lineage. How does it do that? So like go back in time and like kill the bad people in your. I don't know. Man, lineage. That's weird. Like cleanse it or just like make some better people. I guess it would just do that, right? It would just like all your bad stuff. It's kind of like forgiveness of sins, but for. And you'll also be guided. Here we go. This is what I was waiting for. You've also you will also be guided to call upon the archangel Michael to assist with cutting any cords you may have had to people or life situations in the past. His sword of truth cuts through any cords, man. But only if you got this oil. <laughs> you gotta get out of bed unless you got this oil. <laughs> like, eh. Jordan's asking for help again, but he ain't got that oil, so screw him. Yo, Gabriel. <laughs> that guy got the oil. <laughs> so we just went through some <laughs> um, amusing claims, but they're all pretty generic. You know, they're curing mercury retrogrades and negative energy blockages and, you know, Sasquatch sightings and whatever, you know. Uh, they're completely untestable, and the FDA is not going to bug them. But Every once in a while, they still make some crazy specific claims. For example, um, this one is by, is this the lady from? This is KG Styles, right? Yeah. and she's... So she's the lady who runs the Pure Plants Essentials. Right. That, that, that was the link. So yeah, 
this lady runs the pure plant essentials thing and she used to not so much anymore but she used to do like the youtube videos and blog posts and stuff so she streamed this live uh back in 2015 the must know benefits of essential oils over drug drugs and synthetic fragrances so this this video is really crazy because the whole point of this video is to say that uh, essential oils are more effective than pharmaceutical grade drugs because they're natural and they're plants. And like she's saying that you should be taking these essential oils over taking drugs. And she gets into a little conspiracy theory stuff about the fact that, you know, ever since the pharmaceutical company came, you know, they're knocking down plant stuff because they can't make it in a lab and they can't make money off of it. Um, so there's a little bit of tinfoil hat stuff. But then at three minutes. Ooh, boy. She makes a pretty bold claim. Essential oils are complex structures and, you know, it makes them especially potent as healer because of this. The uh, antimicrobial properties of certain essential oils have been shown to be 20 times more powerful than many modern day antibiotics. 20 times more powerful than modern antibiotics. They have, quote, have been shown. Have been shown by whom? We don't know. In what way? (laughs) No idea, because she never cites any kind of source. She just throws that monster of a claim. Like, we're not talking no twice as, as good as drugs, or twice as good. 20 times. A whole order of magnitude better, bro. <laughs> That's insane. That's like, could you, if that was true, could you imagine? There would be no need for z There'd be no need for amoxicillin, penicillin. You just take a little eucalyptus oil, stick it on the tongue or whatever, and boom, you're cured, man. It's like, and, and the the I I guess her her point is that that the drug companies, big pharma, is not is suppressing this truth because they couldn't sell the essential oil or whatever, right? Right. Yeah. Well, she's selling the freaking essential oil. Clearly, somebody <laughs> like obviously they could sell it, and I mean, it it just blows my mind like if, if someone came out with the product or actually legitimately was a 20 an antibiotic that was 20 times more effective especially that's, with all the fears of like superbugs and stuff that's a game they'd, changer they'd be laying on a on a scrooge mcduck <laughs> size pile of money like yeah not, not to mention the Nobel Prizes. You'd get the like, Nobel Peace. You'd get a Pulitzer Prize for no reason. Yeah, they they just throw random prizes <laughs> at you all day, every day. Yeah. Like, yeah, so the, the whole claim is ridiculous. But she never gives any evidence. It's a yeah. very specific claim with no evidence. But this is an example of somebody who is in the, in this kind of world where she's selling these products, but she's having to make claims that are just crazy to sell her product. Right, it's just a claim. It's anecdotal evidence. It's backed up by nothing, and she just like boom throws it out there. It yeah, it's crazy. But uh, all of the statements at the bottom of the page have uh, this blurb: "These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All statements on this website are intended for informational purposes only." So that's basically the catch-all they're using. They're making these extre- like ridiculously outlandish claims. Uh, the idea that an oil you rub or smell is going to somehow make dollars flow your way it is it's it's ridiculous and of course they offer no evidence for it 
but what they what they'll use is anecdotes. You know, if if you read the reviews on Pure Plant Essentials, every review is five stars. They're I'm pretty sure they're fake, but every single one is talking about how they used it and then they felt better, or it smelled good and so it accomplished this goal, or my sister used this and now she's whatever. You know, it's just anecdote after anecdote after anecdote. Um, unfortunately, kind of sounds like correlation. Right. Uh, unfortunately, the, the plural of anecdote is not data. Like, if you just get a whole pile of anecdotes, it doesn't mean you've got an actual effect, you know, uh, for a lot of reasons. First of all, each one of those anecdotes has a sample size of one. Yeah. Secondly, uh, witness testimony is notoriously unreliable, as we've talked about before. And thirdly, there's no rigorous testing in that anecdotal story as to what the true cause was. So maybe your sister took this oil and feels better simply because the oil smells nice and it makes her more relaxed and therefore she's better. Um, It could be nothing more than a placebo effect. Or maybe it does actually summon the angel Gabriel. I don't know, but, you know, (laughs) that'd be something that would need to be tested. (laughs) <laughs> and and anecdotes are not evidence. I, I think that's the bottom line. A, an anecdote can be useful for directing where your investigation should go. If there's a lot of anecdotes pointing one direction, that might be a clue for someone to do some rigorous analysis or some actual investigation. But until you've actually done that investigation, you should be very careful. Yeah. But how could you possibly back up the claim that your oil summons an angelic being, like right. a demonic rite or something? Like, well, how do you falsify the claim, too? You know? that, that's a great point. How could you possibly falsify the claim? Right. So, how do you falsify the fact that your mercury retrograde oil is working? Like, I don't get it. Like, yeah. So, so this is a, a class of claims, and if if you're looking for a good time, just click the these because uh, each oil, oil has it's worth it's worth reading it's funny. you can literally just go to their a to z pro- product listing and and just click around at random uh it's craziness man um and but the important thing to remember as skeptics we're going to look at this seriously the claim has to be falsifiable in order for it to be believable they have to prevent evidence such that it could have been falsified and was not right there is no way that I can even imagine, in principle, you could falsify summoning the angel Gabriel to your side, short of like the, the guy showing up, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, I think those are so outlandish that I don't want to say nobody takes them seriously because obviously somebody does, but it's kind of like the Nigerian prince sort of claim, you know. Right. Well, I mean, this this stuff seems very predatory, like you're you're giving people a problem that they didn't know they had to begin with and then you're saying oh by the way i got an oil for it right which uh leads me to um i think some of the more sinister claims that these companies make it's one thing to claim that the angel gabriel is going to come help you through your day or whatever Mm -hmm. Uh, i think at some level pretty much anyone can understand that that's maybe not literally true but they've especially after this FDA crackdown, they've become very crafty in suggesting uh, cures to real problems without explicitly saying that their oil cures it. 
So for example, there is a um, a blog post that was this Pure Plant Essential Oils. So, so we should mention too that Pure Plant Essential Oils also got a letter from the FDA. Mm-hmm. Um, and she made a blog post about toxins in the air. And oh, I just lost the title. It is Science Links Pollution plus Master Cleanser Essential Oils and Green New Deal. Yes. So that's the title of her, her blog post. And then she talks about how, you know, toxins, all the stuff in the atmosphere. And then completely separate talks about how essential oils can clear toxins from the atmosphere. Like Yeah. Uh, it says that uh, there, there's research. She, so she links some research published in the New York Times that links air pollution to higher death rates, just in general. Um, and talks about how keeping clean air is important for your health. Which makes sense. That's backed up by research. The cleaner your air is, that's better. You're not sucking up pollution or whatever. And then it says, hey, we have this oil that can cleanse the air, wouldn't you know? Hmm. not saying uh, that they don't say that the oil itself will do the things that the research they published says. What they say is they establish that clean air is good for your health and then say, we have this master cleanser recipe that can clean the air. Yes. Um, Doing thing benefits may include support for cleansing your liver, gallbladder, and kidneys, uh, purifying your blood. Which is... Which is crazy because this blog post come, came out just four or five days after this company was given a warning letter from the FDA about making claims that coronavirus could be killed or protected against with their essential oils. And here they are just changing up their tactics to – this is obviously trying to tell their clients that, hey, you could still be protected by using our essential oils from, from these yeah. toxins. It's going right up to the line – of making a claim, but not technically making the claim. Yeah. It's uh, like, which, if you read the blog post, it's like two separate blogs that were just sandwiched together, like talking about the same topic and none, nothing in the first one connects to the bottom one in any kind of specific way. Mm-hmm. Which is almost like poisoning the well. Um, so you, you, the poisoning the well fallacy is where you present information. Typically, it's adverse information Mm -hmm. that's not connected to your argument at all, but you present that first and then go on to your argument. The first statements don't have anything to do with the second statements, but because you prime the audience to think bad things about your opponent or their argument, it appears like it connects. It's already in your mind, and then you're just like, boom. So this isn't exactly that but it's the same sort of idea just kind of in the positive direction instead of the negative direction uh so it's it's very deceptive um and so this kind of predatory practice is what draws people in and their predatory practices aren't just limited to the way they sell the oil to you the consumer it's also how they take advantage of the people that are selling the oil for them right 
And so we looked into um, these companies. A lot of these essential oil companies are what they're, we've already mentioned this, MLMs, so multi-level marketing companies. And the way that they work is that you you basically go into business for yourself, but you're underneath somebody else. Uh, it's kind of like a pyramid scheme where you start recruiting other people to sell this product directly. And so the more people you can recruit to sell product, the more money you can make potentially. And um, did a lot of research onto this and almost all of the research in the peer review literature is looks negatively or at least ambivalently at these multi-level marketing companies as being unethical. A few of them um, say that it could potentially be ethical if they follow certain guidelines, but for the most part, most MLMs don't follow these guidelines. So why don't you explain what an MLM is? Yeah, so it's supposed to work. So multi-level marketing is basically the old, it's like Amway or Tupperware. Uh, Back in the day, they were pyramid schemes. And the way it works is you buy into this company and then you recruit other people to buy into this company. And the more people that you get to buy into the company to sell the product, the more money you make. So if you have two people that you've recruited to sell the product, uh, you're not making that much money. But if you can recruit 20 people to sell your product, you're making a little bit off of each of those. And the person above you is making some. And so all the money flows upwards to the top of the pyramid. Uh, they don't call them pyramid schemes anymore because they have such a negative connotation to them. Mm-hmm. They've just changed their language, but that's basically what they are. Pyramid schemes are explicitly illegal. Yes. So if you can prove that a business model is a pyramid scheme, that's grounds for the company to be sued. Yeah. And so a lot of these companies have adapted their language for how they describe the companies. They've done a lot of, lot of things. They've done a lot of things to couch that they're not pyramid schemes, but they essentially are. So you can look at uh, the Better Business Bureau or various other organizations that talk about the difference. Um, like you said, there are ways to have a legitimate MLM, but most are not. And some checklists for recognizing whether or not what you're about to get into is a pyramid scheme masquerading as a legitimate business. Some of them are, um, are you required to invest a large amount of money up front? For the case of most essential oils, the answer is Yes. You have to pay a bunch of money in order to get in. Um, If you do have to pay for inventory, will the company buy back unsold inventory? Uh, The answer, if the answer is no, that's not legitimate. Essential oils, for the most part, once you buy it, it's yours. Um, Whether or not you manage to sell it. Um, Another example, is there any mention of or attention paid to a market for the product or service? So, if the advertising materials for the MLM focus on the money you're going to make and all the benefits, but don't focus on like an actual market share and like a business plan, um, that is another danger sign. And finally, is there more emphasis on recruitment than on selling the product? So do they seem more interested in you going out and getting more people to join up than they are with you being a salesman? Yeah. So a true MLM one that's legitimate uses uh, loosely connected salesmen as a model for selling their product with fair compensation. So you can get in as much or as little as you want, but, and you can recruit more people if you wish, but the point, the goal is to sell product. Yeah. Whereas with a pyramid scheme, the goal is to sell the scheme. 
in a lot of these companies, that's what they're doing. And so I found a, an interesting article, uh, actually interesting research paper that was done in 2018 by AARP. Um, so, you know, everybody knows AARP there for old people, but um, not necessarily old, older people. But uh, they did uh, did some research and they found that uh, nearly half, so 47% of MLM participants reported that they lost money and another 27% reported that they broke even or made no money at all. So that is 60, 74%, roughly 74, 75-ish percent who either made no money or lost money when they participated in these multi-level marketing companies, which is a pretty substantial amount yeah. of people. If three quarters of your sales force loses money on the deal, that is not a legitimate business. Right. And so uh, a couple of other papers that I found, they went into some of the some of the ethical issues. And what Jordan was already hitting on was that what they do is they attract their buyers in with the claims that they're going to be able to get rich quick. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what all this stuff is. And a lot of them are very, uh, you got to act now to get in on this. And they prey on people's, you know, um, American dream basically is what it is. Yeah, you can work from your own home. You can work as much or as little as you want, you know. Plus, you get free and easy access to all these miracle cures. And the angel Gabriel, man, you throw that wealth-attracting formula on there, you can't help but succeed. Well, I mean, that's... That's I'm... science right there. Uh, so the predatory nature of this business isn't just in selling snake oil that doesn't have any effect other than smelling good. It's also, if that's all they were then it wouldn't be that big a deal. And why this is important is, so imagine you're somebody who bought into this, right? You hook, line, and sinker, you bought into one of these companies. Well, now you are already in debt, most likely, because you've spent all this money. Quite Sometimes it's quite a bit. Sometimes like 25 grand to buy into these companies. Um, so now you, when you go out to sell, you're more than likely to make up crap. And this is where it comes back to that lady where I was riding up in the elevator with. She has a invested interest in to sell her product and to make extravagant claims about what the product can do. Because if she doesn't, if she doesn't sell her product or doesn't get more people to buy into her pyramid scheme or to her research, not a research, into her marketing, then she's going to lose money. She's not going to make money. And so it's really important to, to look at that because it plays on a natural bias. Yeah. You're invested in this company and its success. And so you're naturally going to, you don't want to want to admit you're wrong because if you were to believe that the essential oils are completely useless, it would be more difficult, if not impossible for you to sell them, which means you're going to be out all this money. So you have a strong financial incentive to reject contrary evidence. Not and that's not to mention the fact that this predatory business has started you off by selling and recruiting your friends and family, people who trust you. So they're using leveraging your trust in order to get into this pyramid scheme. Once you're in, at not only will you lose money, but then you'd have to tell all the people who trusted you that you were wrong and they're going to lose money too because of you. Right. So, so it's it's a very powerful, entra- it's a trap, really. Like, 
not only are you buying to get in, but they're just piling on the obstacles for you to ever get out. And as we can see, as the research shows, 74% of people never make money. Um, so there are, there are some companies out there who are legit multi-level marketing companies. We don't want to say that all the MLMs are bad. Uh, if any of you ever get into one or interested in one, you should definitely do your research before you pull the trigger um, and make sure that it's a legit company. What should you do if someone approaches you with uh, claiming with these essential oils or maybe one of your friends is selling it and wants to get you into it? Well, first thing you should do is find out, you know, ask them if they have any evidence to support what their their claim is. Mm -hmm. Find out if they're trying to get you into this company, you should ask them, you know, information on the company so you can go back home and do your research and say, hey, I appreciate you bringing this information to me. I'm going to go look into it some more myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I think the biggest thing we've always hit on is don't just take something at face value, you know, look into it for yourself, like do a minuscule amount of research and you'll probably find that it's not legit or that it is legit. Um, yeah. If it, if the product is real and the effects it has are real, then investigating it is only going to show that. Right. If if the company is legitimate, they should be all about you looking into their product. They should be tripping over themselves to get you good, solid, peer-reviewed evidence supporting the medical ca- ca- capabilities of their product because that's going to help them sell. It's in their interest, if they're legitimate, to give you that. Yeah. But what you'll find with most of these essential oil companies is, is quite the opposite, actually, is they give you everything but evidence. I don't know, man. Like, all you have to do is that uh, it's it. Believe that that for which you have evidence. It sounds too easy, but it really is true. Like, if you just do that one thing, you yeah. won't be spending fifteen dollars on essential oil. And I know we we harp on this all the time, but skepticism is just asking for the evidence. That's yeah. What it's it's down to it's like it's it's not this um this mentality like you don't want to believe anything or you know, you're it's not cynicism. or something. Yeah. yeah, it's not cynicism. It's, oh, you're claiming that you can cure cancer? Awesome. What evidence do you have? You, you don't have any? Okay, I don't believe you then. Like that's, <laughs> that's, that's all it is. Yeah, but my uncle, he took <laughs> an oil and he doesn't have a prostate anymore, so <laughs> his prostate's gone. So there you go. Alright, so... Let's recap. Essential oils, according to the actual peer-reviewed research, according to the Mayo Clinic, according to Johns Hopkins, um, can have some benefits. There's some evidence that, for instance, tea tree oil uh, can treat acne. Some essential oils in the lab have shown efficacy against certain strains of bacteria or virus. And everyone seems to agree that Things that smell nice can be relaxing. And if you are relaxed and it's, you know, relieving your stress and you just feel good, that's that can't help but improve your health. So in terms of just those kind of mild benefits, those seem supported by the evidence and are plausible. But there's a whole nother class of evidence, uh, a whole nother class of claim 
for which there is no evidence at all. Um, some of them are making up a fake disease and then curing it. But some of them are more deceptive than that. And those are the ones you really have to be worried about. Right. Because it's playing on very real fears of things we all know exist. Everyone knows that COVID-19 exists or that cancer exists or whatever. They're, they're real dangers right in front of you. And so someone selling you something that could supposedly cure it can be seductive. And with that, um, once they have you hooked on that, they tend to use those fears to get you to give them money. Then they use that to force you, well, not force you, but convince you to get more people in. And it's just a self-perpetuating cycle that ends up with the vast majority of people who get involved losing money. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a really sad thing. I watched my uncle um, back in the late 80s, early 90s, go through a company and uh, it was called Malaluka and it was one of these pyramid schemes and basically just our whole family just bought crap from him to try to make sure he didn't lose money but it was it was just a bad system and I watch him go through it and it's it's terrible what it does to people so the stuff smelled nice though so I mean well but there you go it smelled nice so yeah. um, so if you or someone you know <laughs> Uh, is either in uh, the essential oil business or is considering getting into it. Um, think don't. about don't <laughs> um, try to try to keep in mind. So if you're into it, you're probably not listening to this podcast anyway. But you might know somebody who is. I'd encourage you to um, remember that they have a strong incentive to stay in the system that they've invested a lot, both monetarily and emotionally. And so you it, you shouldn't be surprised if they're um, kind of sensitive about it. But I, I think, for me personally, I, I wouldn't feel right if someone I knew and was close to was in a dangerous situation like this and I didn't do something to right. try to help them. And you should remember that when you confront somebody who believes something, they're most likely going to double down on that belief so you need to figure out a way to approach them from a place of compassion and a place of you know worry and not be combative if you are going to confront them so that's essential oils um it kind of branches into you know multi-level marketing and other things but that's that's basically it um if you enjoyed this episode we want you to remember we have a Facebook page and Jordan is very active on that. So go over there, like it, share it with your friends. It's probably the best way to get in touch with us. And if you have any ideas, you share. don't have to send us any money. There's nope. no buy-in. You won't get anything if you recruit anyone else, <laughs> but we sure would like it. You'll get more <laughs> content from us. Yes. Yes. If you do that, we will continue making this podcast. So I guess yeah. you've got that going. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, go to, go to iTunes or whatever source you get, you download this from, uh, like it, leave a review. If you don't like it, don't like it. Um, if you think we're crap, leave a review on there to let other people know that this is crap and they shouldn't waste their time because honesty is a good thing. So yes, honesty is a good thing. You want to help them do their research to stay far, far away from this terrible podcast. (laughs) And so with that glowing review, remember, you've always got reason to doubt. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jordan, have you ever been in the club and you're like, man, I just want some courage to go talk to this lady? Well, there's an oil for that. Is there? Is it called whiskey? It's called yeah. <laughs> it's called... That's the oil I usually use. <laughs> this one is called Courage Formula. Okay. For confidence and self-esteem blend, it's uh, it's whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> Warm, woody, and spicy. Yeah, I think that's whiskey. That's what that Boom. is. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs>